The NFL trade deadline is in the books. We're going to talk about that and much more coming up on today's Outside the Trenches. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. Into this week's edition of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms uh, Irish Cream Liqueur. Uh, Nick, if you guys aren't watching live, number one, you should be. Appreciate everybody watching us live. Uh, Nick decided to, while we were going live, just to go ahead and, and change his camera around. <laughs> I appreciate that, Nick. Uh, we missed you last week. How were you? I'm good. I, I was good. I was uh, in Chicago for for doing some training stuff for work, and I'm good. It's good to be back on. I missed you guys that Wednesday night. I was um I was at a dinner, and I was like I was like wonder, wonder what they're talking about this week. I uh, you know, wonder what the blind bill was. Hmm. While you're eating steak, huh? You're that interested while you're eating steak. I I, I get it. Free steak at that. It was when I was waiting for the steak. When I was eating the steak, I didn't think about you. <laughs> I gotcha. Got I did. I figured as much. <laughs> Big B, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, you know, I am on pins and needles right now. You know, these Rangers are about ready to win this World Series, it looks like. And I have made a promise that I'm going to go burn a couch out in my driveway. Nice. So, you know, now here's the thing. I don't have like a free cow, like some old college couch or anything like that. So the only one I got is in the living room. So I'm guessing if I do that, my wife's going to make me sleep on that. So, but I'm willing to take the chance. I'm willing to take the chance. Now, here's the loophole. You didn't say your couch. You said a couch. Very true, but I'm trying not to be arrested. Uh, it, it's it's okay. borderline anyway. If I burn a couch in my driveway, it's borderline if that happens. So... Uh, I feel like if I do some or burn somebody else's couch, then I'm definitely getting arrested. <laughs> is that in honor of uh, Mattress Mac with the Astros beating? No, Lay no, just beating no, Astros too. No, I don't. I don't. That guy. He he's bad luck. He's bad luck. He, at least for 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 Dallas fans, he's he's been bad luck this year. So, oh, is know. he like uh, what's her face? Is it Carrie Underwood or Jessica Simpson? Who was the one who's dating Romo? Jessica Simpson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so we are, uh, we're, we're, I think they're ahead. I think they're ahead. So here's the thing. Another thing is if during this, if they happen to win, you're going to know it because you're going to hear it because everybody's going to be shooting guns off. You're 100% going to be able to hear it. So, (laughs) well, that's good. That's why we schedule a recording of a podcast. Uh, now this is the NFL podcast. So we're, we're, we're not worried about the world series. (laughs) Uh, I'm pulling it up right now because last time I saw there was a no hit bid. I don't think there's yeah. a no hit bid. No, anymore. no, the Rangers scored. The Rangers took the lead. Okay, well there goes the no hit bid. Uh, yeah, there one nothing is what I'm seeing right now. I think we should have done this from Texas Live, right? Isn't that the the venue? Oh yeah, Arlington, oh yeah. Whatever it is. I don't. Yeah. I don't know where it is. I'm from there. I have no clue. It's in Arlington. It's right next to all the the stadiums and all that stuff over there. It's crazy. It's it's a good time though. It's a good time. Yeah, it, it looks like it. I mean, there's some of those live blocks like everywhere. It seems like yeah. there's one in St. Louis, there's one in Kansas City. I yeah. think there's one in Baltimore. Yep. Um, and they're all over the place. Uh, but I, I, I enjoy the one, the, the St. Louis one that I went to oh, a few months or so ago. But 
uh, as I mentioned at the top, NFL trade deadline in the books. Uh, I don't know if there was a lot of movement that we anticipated. Maybe the guys that we thought were going to get moved got moved. Um, obviously, the title of the show, we're going to be talking about AFC favorites. We're going to talk about some contenders. And uh, in the AFC side of things, there are some teams are uh, pretenders in that side of things as well. And we had some news in the AFC West as well as some coaching changes. Uh, Josh McDaniels, he gone. They're going to pay him to uh, to sit at home for the next four years. Bye-bye, told Josh McDaniels. Dave, GM Dave Ziegler also leaves as well with him out the door. I saw a tweet that Adam Schefter had put out about how many like New England Patriot way type of people that were brought into uh, the, the the Raiders organization didn't work. Uh, so we can just say that right now. It did not work. But first... Uh, Big B, I want to get your thoughts on the NFL trade deadline. Some of the biggest names moved to Washington guys. Chase Young, Montez Sweat. I feel like we talked about them last week about getting moved. Uh, Leonard Williams gets moved to Seattle. Ezra Cleveland goes from Minnesota to Jacksonville. They did, did need some help on that offensive line. But uh, Chase Young goes to San Francisco for a third-round pick. I believe it's a conditional third-round pick. And Montez Sweat uh, to Chicago. Thoughts on deadline day and the movement there? Well, the first thing I'll start off with Chicago. I know we've talked about this uh, a few times. That that organization is a dumpster fire. What are you doing? Like you're you're trading for a guy come, unless they're going to pay Montez Sweat. Now, if they're going to pay him, okay. But that's usually not what Chicago does. He's in the last year in his deal. You're not competing. So what is the purpose of you trading for him? Oh, by the way, you let Roquan Smith who's one of the two, three best linebackers in football. You let him walk. You didn't want to pay that guy. And then you sign a guy in the offseason to play his same position that's not as good. So that made a whole lot of and, – and paid him a ton of money. That made a whole lot of sense. And then they got another a cornerback that they don't want to pay. I just I just don't know what they're doing. How does that even make sense? Um, Washington apparently has given up. So I suspect that here in the next two weeks, Ron Rivera is out. Uh, yeah. Because he's literally waved the white flag. You just traded both of your defensive ends uh, that you don't want to pay. So they're they're finished. Uh, I, I like the move for San Francisco. Oh, my God. I mean, they, they got another pass rusher. That they are going for it. And I like it. If you're going to go for it, you might as well go all in. I think they kind of know what they got in Brock Purdy now. Like we talked about, Nick and Tucker, you get a little game pressure on him. And here just just flounders under that game pressure. So I think they're like, we got, we got to create more opportunities for the offense. Getting some turnovers, uh, getting Randy Gregory and getting uh, Chase Young to go with Bosa, I, I think is great. So I, I think those two moves right there, again, the Chicago move, who knows. But it, it's clear that Washington's way of the white flag. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe how th- this feels like if I'm the commissioner and I'm running fantasy football versus like a bunch of 10 year olds and I'm like, Hey, you want to trade this, trade this? Like how the hell did San Francisco end up with this D line? Like, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about like, not even like land of the misfit toys, like land of the misfit all pros. Yeah. Like, I mean, what is this defense? Like, I mean, you're like, okay, I hope we don't get in third in anything. I mean, cause that's going to be over. If you get that much depth, uh, that much amazing depth at a defensive line to an already great defensive line, great defensive team. Oh my gosh, they're going to be winning games, you know, three to nothing. You know, it's going to be, yeah. 
that's going to ride ride that Brock Purdy train, Mister Irrelevant train, all the way to deep in the playoffs for sure. Um, you know, I guess they're kind of preparing for that uh, Eagles Philly NFC Championship game showdown. You know, to to really see to really see who's got it. You know, which ghost is the best. It is going to be really interesting, and that and that kind of goes into naked. That's a good segue into just like the AFC contenders because I think uh, I, I think it's interesting when you when you look about it from a Chiefs perspective specifically. Listen, we've spent a lot of time after that Broncos game talking about this the Chiefs' struggles at wide receiver. Really, been talking about the Chiefs' struggles at wide receiver all year, but it was more it was more amplified after that uh, after that game. Uh, so, so I want to get your guys' thoughts on like, there's no real boogeyman I think for the Chiefs in the AFC when it comes to it. The the Dolphins might be the one that the that's a little that's like okay, you got to watch out for those guys because the Chiefs haven't really played this iteration of the Dolphins until this weekend. Uh, but but after that, I mean, it's the Bills who the Chiefs know who the Bills are. The Chiefs know who the Bengals are. So after that, and for the Chiefs specifically, it's like okay. Outside of that, it's the Ravens, Big B. That's probably the other one, right? Yeah, I would say the Ravens look like they're playing pretty good football. Uh, Jacksonville is playing some decent football here lately. They they struggled early, but they've gotten it together. Um, the Bengals, I, I just I, I said it all along. They're going to start slow. I, I just think people got to watch for the Bengals. They, they they are getting it together. People got to watch out for the Bengals, man. They're they're really good. They're on their way. Um, it's going to be a, a, a tight race. There's really good teams in the AFC, so much more than the NFC. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the Chiefs, I just thought the Chiefs should have done something at the trade deadline to get another receiver. I just did. Look, we, we can, we're, we're all nice and we want everybody to be great. Scott Moore is just not going to be able to, to make things happen with the Chiefs, unfortunately. That's just the truth. I think they should have went out and got somebody. But the problem is, is that when you don't have the money and you spend money on some tackles that aren't very good, and, and huh. let's just say they're not very good, that's where your issue is. You're paying some money to some guys that that aren't doing what they need to be doing. Let's just say that. Maybe not say they're not very good. They're not doing, they're not playing up to their capabilities. And then you don't have money to go get people at other positions. And it's it's a problem. You know, I, I think the, the main thing with the Chiefs is that Mahomes has been bailing out his offensive line oh, since yes. the whole time. Like, he yes. is one of the most underrated, slipperiest quarterbacks in the league, right? Where you think, oh, he's not that fast. But I go, damn, he can scoot. His, 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 his acceleration, we should call him the Tesla. The Texas Tech <laughs> Tesla. Because he's, he's popped. Like, he, he just goes. Like, he gets out. And this game versus Denver... He really wasn't. He was hanging back there all the way back. It was no, the whole pot was just getting destroyed. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think the Denver game did an anomaly because you always got to look, look at the history. I think Denver always plays Chiefs tight and it always takes uh, like a defensive score to win for the Chiefs. So, it's, this one's, it was coming in the book. So, we can't take a one game measurement. Um, new offensive coordinator, right? Didn't BME just leave last year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got so you got new offense court. You got a whole new wide receiver room outside. You know, so you're trying to figure out who's who in the zoo, what's what, and you see glimpses on film, right? You see glimpses on film of what they can do on the film. Like you see Rice with the burst. You know, you get McCall Hardman back there. I think Sky Moore is going to do it. You know, give him give him time. 
you know, I think coming out of college, he's a great route runner. Got to figure out the system, figure out his game. But Chiefs are good at getting people back into the system quick, especially when they have drops and everything like that. So it's a long season, but now good football starts, right, fellas? November, yeah. November yeah. football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, my ears are perked up now. Like, my ears are perked up now. Because now we're going to see who, who's a contender, who's a pretender. That's what it's all about. And, and I, that's what I think is so interesting when it comes down the stretch to this to the, to the the AFC right here. Because I, I do think the Ravens are an interesting team. They went out and they didn't quite make a move. They were trying to get Josh Jacobs, which I think could have made them a pretty interesting team uh, when it comes down the stretch. I know, Big B, you and I talked about Derrick Henry going there. Um, and it seems like that the Malik Willis games, not Malik Willis, sorry. Um, yeah. The, the other guy, the Will Will Levis. Will Jeans is what I call him because his, his name's spelled like Levi's. So I just called Will Jeans. <laughs> uh, Will Jeans was dealing out there, man. Uh, maybe they think, hey, maybe we got something here with the, with Levis. We can kind of ride this a little bit, get Derrick Henry uh, going. Maybe that'll help him a little bit. But you guys are talking about the offensive line for the Chiefs. I think it's really interesting because like optically – Optically, it looks like that these tackles. I mean, Juwan or it was Donovan Smith, I believe, got a sack on Patrick Mahomes last week. Yeah, uh, when Patrick Mahomes was spinning every which way and then ends up getting hit. Uh, I looked it up, and you know, minimum of like two hundred dropbacks. Right, Patrick Mahomes has the fourth longest time to throw, three point three, three point oh three seconds. So he's getting a lot of time back there in the pocket. It's misleading though, because he goes around. He miss him. He moves around. Yep. Gives himself time. He is. That's now. That is in the pocket as well. That's not necessarily just as as a whole. But if you watch it, there's a couple plays there from uh, the game uh, against the Broncos that are, are are worrisome to me. There's one play. I think it's like the first third down of the game that the Chiefs have, and Patrick Mahomes scrambles around, rolls around. The play lasts like 12 seconds long, and nobody can get open. And Patrick Rolson has to throw it away. He's got two guys barreling down on him. He's just got to dish it out of bounds. And then I, a lot of people will like to point out that, oh, hey, Jerk McKinnon was getting open right here. Like, well, yeah, well, he was. You're right. But he had two guys in his face, and he had already been holding on to the ball for 12 seconds. He's got to dish it away. I think that's what's uh, been kind of frustrating is the – uh, I don't know, we've talked about it a lot on here, but I don't. I don't think that their their struggles are necessarily uncommon in the NFL when it when it comes to that as well. I do think a lot of it comes to as well. They just played the Broncos like 15 minutes before that game. They just played yeah. like that. That is not an easy thing to do, and that is one thing. Like when I saw the schedule uh, come out, I was like, that seemed that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for for the Chiefs, for the Broncos, for both those teams to play each other twice in three weeks. It was it ended up being like twice in like less than two weeks because they played a Thursday night game and then a, then a Sunday, then a Sunday. But it, it was it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it feels like the streak would end if the streak is going to end one year. It'd be this year because you got to play them twice in three weeks. I think that kind of played into it as well, but. It seems like all of these, Big B, as you mentioned, all of these teams have, have struggled in the AFC. Like, the the Bengals, it seems like the, with Joe Burrow, they have to start uh, really slow with Joe Burrow. They, they have to lose, like, three of their first four games. They have to look absolutely dreadful, and then they'll turn it on. They'll, then they'll beat right. the 49ers, and then they got the Bills coming up, a pretty big game on this, this Sunday that I think a lot of Kansas City will have their eyes on. They can watch that early Germany game, take a nap, wake up, perfect timing. 
for the for the Sunday night football game, which will be a good one as well. But those are probably the Chiefs' two biggest threats in the AFC uh, outside of like the Ravens. I'm curious to see how that works down the stretch. Lamar's got to stay healthy. No reason to think that you know he won't. Uh, but Nick, as you mentioned, the the NFC is those. It's the Eagles. It's the Niners. The Niners have started to kind of stumble a little bit. We know that the, the, the two scary teams, the two boogeymen for the Chiefs are going to be in the NFC. I don't think they got anybody in their own division to kind of to kind of be uh, not, not, not not in their division and in their conference even to to be too scared. I'd say the Bills. I, I'd, I'd say the Bills. Uh, who did they beat last year? Uh, the the, who the Chiefs beat last year in the playoffs. They then the they beat the Jaguars and the Bengals. Right, so the Bengals, the Bengals had beat the Bills earlier, but I think if they got matched up versus the Bills, I think the Bills will, will have the Chiefs' number in the playoffs. If they ever match up, I think that's a scary, that's a very scary thing. So I think you don't want to see um, Josh Allen motivated, quarterback Josh Allen motivated versus playoffs. You know, I think that's the one matchup where where I would be like, damn, this is not look good. Even in Arrowhead, like even mm-hmm. in, and then if they're in Buffalo, you know, forget about it. I think there's gonna be so many broken tables by Bills Mafia. That they're gonna, you know, will that will that to a win? That that that's what I think. But I mean, that's interesting. I, I like that take. the The one part about that is the what the Chiefs don't like to do is what the Bills struggle with. What the Chiefs don't always want to run the football. Well, the Bills are horrible at stopping the run. So it, it would be one of those things. Will Andy Reid just finally decide? You know what? We're gonna run the football, but he never does. But that's the thing. I mean, the Bills can't stop. Mavilano is out, and he's out for the year. And they cannot stop the run. They just can't. Uh, they weren't great while he was there. Now they're even worse. So it's just mm-hmm. one of those things. Are you going to run the football to exploit what they literally can't do? And then on the other side of the ball, it's a different matchup because the Chiefs defense is really good. And Josh Allen has gotten into trouble trying to play hero ball and turning the football over. Will he decide, you know what, I don't have to play hero ball. I don't have to try to run through linebackers. I can just take what a defense gives me. I don't know that he's capable of doing that. We'll see. I I, I would like to see the Chiefs play the Bills more than I do the Bengals. I don't want the Chiefs playing the Bengals. That, that, that's not a good matchup for them. Yeah, and, and I think, too, I think once, uh, once he gets his, 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 his calf, Joe Burrow's calf, yeah, is that what it is? Once that gets healthy too, like I said, uh, Frampton comes alive right now. You know, when it gets super cold, when when all the leaves are almost off the trees, mm-hmm. that that that's what happens. And you're right, I, I don't like either of those teams to be honest, but I like the Bills less, so I think we're in disagreement there. Um, but if you look at like the like the Bills too, I mean, they've played some some pretty pretty eh, not really. really good competition. Mm-mm. That's not. Big, I'm no. not looking at anybody. They played the Jets, the Raiders. No one, no one. They really and they lost to the Jets first yeah. game of the year. Yeah, and they played Miami after Miami beat Denver seventy to twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a uh, CI. So, yeah, so Bills really don't have a tough schedule um, outside of the November fifth and Monday night, this Sunday night game coming up. Big game. I mean, I, I think the yeah. a lot of attention will be placed on it. I'm kind of surprised they didn't put that game later in the season, kind of like what they did with the Chiefs in the Bengals matchup, but I guess they didn't want to backload the Bengals schedule, right? It would make sense, though, for that game to be a little bit later because it's almost surely going to have playoff implications to it um, in terms of seeding, whether if it's 
the one seed or if it's the two for the three seed. I like I think a lot of the big implications too last year in the in the whole matchup between those two. Obviously an unfortunate the DeMar Hamlin event happened uh during that game. But there was a big implications for not only the one seed but like the two and the three as well. Like who how that would shake out with just like head to head meetings and everything like that. So uh, the AFC is seemingly a little bit more wide open than the last time we talked Big B because it felt like okay the Chiefs got a Chiefs got themselves a two game lead. They go to play the Broncos. Then they got the then they got the Dolphins in Germany. Then they can really can really be a four game swing at that point if you get then the head to head on on uh, on the Dolphins. That game looks a little bit more important coming up in Germany here. And think about that. Think about that scheduling for uh, for Germany and the NFL to have what could be the de facto game for the one seed in Frankfurt. That's yeah. gonna be the best overseas game like ever, right? Yeah, and and I'll be honest, I heard it on first take this morning, and I think those guys are right. This game should be in America. It should either be in Kansas City or it should be in Miami. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm out on the Germany game. <laughs> I'm out on the London games. I, I'm, and they keep talking about, oh, we're gonna get a franchise in London. It, I mean, come on, why? What? What's the point? What are we doing? I just, I think the game needs to be here. That game. And Arrowhead, Tyreek Hill coming yeah. back. How good would that have been? And then you could put that on. You could have put it on Monday Night Football if you wanted to. You know, if they're thinking correctly. Why not do that? But I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. And y'all can tell me I'm wrong. But I, I just, I, I think that game should have been here in, in America. What What is a worse product than Thursday Night Football? There's nothing right now. Oh, yeah. These games now. This Thursday, oh, no. Dallas going to be playing. So that's different. That's different. You know, this Thursday, it's 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 going to be different. But for the most part, these games have been awful. They have been. Hey, how much Thursday night football have you guys watched this season? I've watched. Yeah, I can't watched. get through them. I can't okay. get through them. And for me, I love football. And if I can't get through the game, then it, it has to be a horrible product. What about the how? How much of those those Sunday morning European games have you watched? Very few. Oh, very few. <laughs> so, if you're the NFL and if you're looking at TV ratings, TV ratings pays the bills. What would you want for everyone to be tuned in eight thirty Sunday morning? I don't know. I mean, it would a have game, to be my game. Favorite. Yeah, a it game to- like such as this. I guess right? I guess you're a right. neutral, guess you're a right. neutral, a neutral site, right? Two AFC teams in a neutral site, um, which you really can't take much stock out of this because sometimes you travel well and play great, sometimes you don't over there. I mean, you know, you're flying across the pond; it's plus six hours of time zone difference, and you know, five if you're Miami. So it's like more, like it, it, it means more. It's going to be a better product. So I think it's a good matchup for the NFL execs. Yeah. It is, but you're right. I'm with you. All the story would have been cool. Tyreek Hill coming back, or yeah, it, especially because I think it's a home game for the Chiefs. Technically, they're the home team on the scoreboard. Um, so having that game in Arrowhead is a tough one. They could protect. They chose to protect because I think the way that the scheduling works, you can protect like three games or something like that. Um, in terms of it, and they chose to protect the Bears game instead. Uh, yeah, because because the Bears fans travel well and they could make more money that way. Um, they wanted to protect that game instead of Tyree Kills return to Arrowhead. I think the NFL was like, "Hey, we're gonna shut this down. We're not gonna have the the Chicago 
Kansas City over there. That would have been no, that would have been a terrible. That would have been awful. <laughs> would have been a terrible draw. That would have been worse than the uh, the uh, the stands at a KU game. Oh, no, <laughs> oh. oh. brutal. Hey, on that note. Let's take a break, and when we get back from break, we will uh, talk a little bit more about what's going on in the league, maybe some hot seats, some coaches that could be on the hot seat and what's going on uh, coming up in week, what is it, nine already? Crazy. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with the seasonal blues as days start to get colder and shorter here in Kansas City. And this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to feel some sadness or some anxiety about it. But I think something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything that's going on. It's a helpful learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries that empowers you to be the best version of yourself as well. And it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash KCSN to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash KCSN. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends at Manscaped have been working day and night to bring you a blow-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawn Mower 5.0 Ultra. We're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shade your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code KCSN. High tech for low places with Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's Nick Lucky. That's Brian Hanley. I'm Tucker Franklin hanging out with you here. Appreciate you watching live at the time. If you're not watching live and listening after the fact, we appreciate you as well. You can join us always Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central Time. 9 p.m. Arrowhead Time. We go live on the KCSN YouTube channel. Hang out 
and uh, talk some ball. We're, we're talking ball here. As uh, I did mention at the top of the show that we had some uh, a coaching change, a personnel change, because it's a coach and a GM getting fired from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders as Josh McDaniels signed a six-year deal last year uh, with, I guess, two off-seasons ago with the Raiders to come and be their head coach. <laughs> I believe he becomes the second or the first coach in NFL history to be fired before his second year is done as a head coach. Um, that's not good, and I don't know what uh, could have gone worse for the Raiders they, they were really hyped on getting Devontae Adams with Derek Carr and getting Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler in there as GM. They were going to redo the whole Raiders franchise, and it didn't work. Um, it just, just did not work, uh, Big B. Thoughts on a late news break, by the way. I don't know if you were up for this. I was, like, getting ready. for Like, I was putting my phone on the charger when I saw this one come out to go to sleep. Uh, but it was, like, midnight central time. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the Raiders are firing their GM and their head coach. And the thing about it is, is that it all stems from you trusted this guy, you bring in this GM to a playoff team. That's what yeah. you people got to remember. That's right. They made the playoffs, but the year before they got there. So they weren't an awful football team. They were not. And then you go from that, they they... Well, for whatever reason, look, you can talk about Derek Carr all you want, and I'm he's not having a great year in New Orleans, but he is absolutely better than what's going on in Vegas. Yes. And they chose the wrong quarterback. Not to mention you chose a guy that's always hurt. I mean, and not just, okay, he got hurt one or two years. Every year he's been in San Francisco, he was hurt. The opportunity he got in New England, he got hurt. So the guy is always hurt. You chose that because of familiarity with him, oh, and it just didn't work. It blew up in your face. You can't find ways to get, and I still think Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football. Yeah. You still can't find ways to get him the ball. Come on, man. You can't find ways to get Hunter Renfro the ball. I mean, two years ago, the guy's catching 100 passes, right. and combined on Sunday, they had two catches. It, it's just unbelievable what is going on there. Uh, but you know what? If you come in and you make those kinds of decisions and they don't work out, this is what happens. Yeah, I, and I think letting Carr go, I think he was that glue. Uh, he was that 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 fixture in in Vegas where you know the Timbers look up to him. And when you, when you get rid of a quarterback like that, who, who's a good guy, you know, never threw anybody under the bus, uh, always a team player, you know, solid guy who you want a quarterback. And for them, just let him walk. I think that really throws dysfunction into that whole locker room. Like, it's like, damn, I don't know who to trust. And let's not forget about, I mean, Andre Renfro is the man, Devonta Adams is the man, but man, you know me, I love Darren Waller. Oh, good. You had, yes. I mean, he's he's one of the best tight ends and the most under underrated tight ends. I mean, he goes from one crappy offense to an even crappier offense in the Giants, right? <laughs> and he's getting taxed more, right? So I don't know who, who did the math for, for him, but. Yeah, I think losing Darren Waller, you know, or let walk in free agency was was a bad move. So, I mean, think about how good this team if you kept Carr and you kept Darren Waller. I mean, the Raiders would be like really good. Like, yeah, they did yeah. really good. I mean, a lot better than what they are now. Which yeah, is not I, I just don't understand what the logic 
Nick behind all of that was. I just didn't understand what they were doing. Like, why do you trade Darren Waller? What I mean, what what are you getting out of this? He's he's on your team. He's good. Why won't you use Devontae Adams? Why won't you use Hunter? Why won't you use these guys? Not to mention, you had the number the 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 best running back in football. If you didn't want to bring him back, I mean, the guy led the league in rushing. I'm not necessarily saying he's the best in the league, but he did lead the league in rushing. And if you don't want to bring him back and you sign him to a deal, I get all the the dynamics with the money with running backs. Okay, but Jiminy Christmas, what are you doing? They just they destroyed. They, I mean, they're set back three or four years. They just are. Mm. They have no quarterback for the future. I think that's interesting, too, because even the news came out on Wednesday morning that they're going to bench Jimmy Garoppolo, too. Like, they're not even yeah, easily. That's right. You're playing Aiden O'Connell the rest of the year. Yep. Jimmy G, so he doesn't hit those, like, elevators playing. Well, it's going to be one of those things where they're now in money-saving mode because now they have to pay out the rest of Josh McDaniel's contract. And I remember at the end of last year, they were talking about, hey, Josh, you know, we want to fire you, but we don't have enough money to fire you. Yeah. yeah. Um, is what they were kind of talking about. So I don't know how good that is for anyone's just like as a human, just being like, oh, these guys don't want me here and they want to pay me to get out of here, but they don't have enough money to pay me to get out of here. Yeah. You have to wait until they do have enough money to pay me to sit at home. That's tough. Uh, and again, I can't imagine he did a really good job though. Once he once he figured out that oh hey they don't want me here, I'm gonna destroy this whole team. Uh, he did That's a really good did. job of that. He did a he did. Did a fantastic job. Uh, so That's who does that? That's the only explanation that can make all these offseason moves make sense. Like that's the only explanation. He goes, ha ha ha. You want to fire me? I'm gonna leave my mark. But yeah. like in a petty ex girlfriend kind of way, where like I'm gonna key your car at night if I see it out about like type thing. <laughs> Let's You're right. Morning. That's exactly that's the equivalent. That's the the NFL coaching equivalent of ex girlfriend keying your car. That's funny. That's that's funny, Nick. <laughs> right? Because you can't explain you can't explain. You can't explain like what, no, what he did. No. Like when you lined it out there, right? The the Jimmy G thing, all Mr. Glass, um getting rid of your best player, uh, you know, breaking apart the glue that held held everything together. It I mean, just, Carr, I mean, he got benched right two years ago. Yeah, at the right end of the year, bad. last yeah, year, they bad. shut him down. I, like again, I, I just don't, there's no explanation for what they did. There's literally no explanation uh, because they, uh, again, they came into a playoff team. That's what everybody seems to forget. They were a playoff team yep. when they got the job. And they have single-handedly just destroyed it. A playoff team that was incredibly close to beating the Cincinnati Bengals in a playoff game. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. They probably should have beat the Bengals in that playoff game. Yep. Um, And now they are where they are right here. Uh, Speaking of Darren Wallet, he gets a hamstring injury, going to be out for a few games now. So that's just like... Yeah, he don't want no part of that shit show. Oh, he makes sense. Giants are awful. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're bad. Uh, I do think it's interesting though. The NFL has flexed uh, has flexing capabilities for these games. Is it starting now? Is this the first? But they're not week doing they anything. Do it. Yes, this is the first week they can flex, and they have chosen for the Week Ten Sunday Night Football game between the Jets and the Raiders to stay in the Sunday Night Football slot. Why? 
So are, are, are they trying? Is Mark Davis get more TV revenue to help pay those bills? <laughs> Probably needs it. Uh, he right. needs, he's got to stop giving a million dollars to UNLV. Is what he's got to quit doing. He's got to quit giving money to UNLV because he needs every single dollar uh, that he can get. But like, I think there's like in week ten. I haven't looked ahead. I, that's the Chiefs by week. I, I think there's like a pretty decent matchup in week ten too that could be flexed. Um, but man, I don't know why the NFL has the ability to flex, and then it just doesn't work. Do it. Oh, Jets, Jets at Raiders, week ten. Yeah. It's a New York That's game. Gonna get flexed out. I didn't. No, they I'm didn't do it. I'm telling you, they didn't do it. That's the one they no. didn't do. Yeah, they, that's the one they didn't do. Yeah, that it's it, uh, the only thing I can think of. Big market. It's New York. They want that the, those dollars. There's no dollars. They given up uh, snap snap three of the season when Rodgers went down. I mean, that was a wrap on the Jets season. They won three in a row. They're 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 coming back. Everybody keeps saying they're coming back. They won three in a row. Uh, their offense still looks absolutely pathetic. But hey, I don't, you know, they, they, and to me, the Jets have no shot. But that's just yeah. I'm talking. Uh, Niners Jags was the other one that people wanted to be flexed in there, which should have been should have good been. matchup. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good cross uh, conference matchup. Jags aren't bad. Jags aren't bad. No, they're they're win the the Jags keep winning and making the Chiefs win over the Jaguars look better. Um and I remember we we kind of started the season after that win and I was like, oh, the Jags actually that good. I was like I was right. watching that game and she's like, Ugh. I don't know about the Jags. Are they actually that good? Yeah, it turns out the Chiefs defense is pretty good. Um and that that's made them look a little bit better. Lions have kind of helped that a little bit too, making that loss look better. Would really appreciate if the Broncos would win a few games and make the loss look not as bad. Uh but I think that we can if we put our heads to it, we can really uh we can really get that one as a good as a good loss. But anyway, uh let's get into blind now. Uh fellas, as we get in here, we uh divulge into the best segment, the brainchild of Nick Lecky. Uh, when it comes to this podcast, we each have a topic. We don't know who, who what the other one is going to talk about. Uh, we also don't know who's going to go first either. That's also a thing. We just don't know anything that's about to happen for the next, let's say, 25, 30 minutes of this podcast. We, don't, we do not know what is going to happen. It can get out, off the rails. But I, I, you know what? I'll go first because I actually have one this week, and I don't have to think of one mid-segment. Um, <laughs> I want to. I can always tell. We I can always tell. We know I have one, Tucker. By the way, too. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like, uh, hey, uh, Nick, you uh, you want to go first, real quick? And then I just start jotting stuff down. You see me frantically typing off on my other screen over here. Uh, <laughs> um, but I do have one this week. I actually have two written down, so it looks like I've got one for next week as well. Nice. Good, good news. Um. I want to know your guys' favorite story from football this year. Not necessarily, like, it can, it can be any, it can be NFL, it can be college, I don't care. But your favorite story uh, from the football season of 2023, when you think back on this year, you'll be like, yeah, 2023, and, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's when this happened. Hmm. You know, it it just happened the other day for me so far. Now there could be some other storylines and things that happen, but right. this whole Michigan cheating yeah. scandal is, I think, is incredible. First off, I thought, you know what? 
it's it's not this big elaborate thing when all you need is a credit card and a cell phone and I can buy some tickets for some guys to go to a game and forward it to them. No big deal. But when the other day, when they showed this guy that's on Central Michigan's sideline in a fake mustache that's going over his goatee and he's standing on the sideline with a clipboard, I'm like, okay, this, this is incredible. This, this, I mean, they've gone next level cheating. I, I mean, next level cheating. I love it. I Nick, absolutely love it. Nick, do you know much about this? Uh, I, I know that Michigan's in, in hot water for cheating and they haven't re-upped Harbaugh yet because of it also. So um, it, it, is it as bad as like like Inspector Gadget, like you say? like It got worse, Nick. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I haven't kept tabs on it at all. See, at first it was, okay, this guy that was on their staff, he hired uh, some guys to go to games. Like okay. he hired a guy to go to Ohio State and people, like two or three people, would go to the game and film the sidelines to get their signals. Okay. Which technically, you it, it's against the rules, number one, to be able to do it. <laughs> right. But I didn't think that was that big a deal because if I go to a game, I can record with my cell phone. It's not that big a deal. It is whatever, you know? So I didn't think that was that big of a deal. Although people, oh, it's cheating. And so I'm like, everybody's cheating. I go, and, and yep. again, that wasn't a big elaborate plan when all I need is a credit card and a cell phone. You know, it, that's, that's not rocket science. But this guy was literally on the sideline of Central Michigan recording Michigan. They were playing Michigan State, getting their signals. Not in the stands, Nick. Not up the He is on Central Michigan sideline <laughs> in the skies. I'm like, this is insane. They, and they've got pictures of the guy and the Central Michigan coaches come out. Yeah, I have no idea what he was doing there. He absolutely shouldn't have been there, which that's, I also have questions about that. I'm like, how the hell does this guy get on the sidelines of a right. football team at a home game of yours? How the hell does that happen? But whatever. But man, it is just incredible. Just incredible. It is. That's, yeah. It is. Uh, it is. It is incredible. And I guess, so this guy was using like his own personal, like, credit card too yep. and like his own name for the tickets and transferring them under his own name and it just he was buying tickets for 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 games that like potential games that like that Michigan would play there's even some Tennessee games or some Georgia games in there too as Tennessee was making a run to the college football playoff uh he was good trying to get an advanced scout on them trying to get an advanced scout on Georgia uh and there's even links with him sharing some of these signs this information with teams like South Carolina, who were playing Tennessee. And if you remember last year, South Carolina kind of put a beat down to Tennessee. Might have been because they had some connection. Allegedly, I Nick, uh, <laughs> producer Nick points out in the chat, we should be saying allegedly, because they have they have allegedly done this. Um, I don't know. This is so wild. that He was trying to knock out like Tennessee out of their path. He was trying to knock different teams out. So he was sharing these signals that he's collected in this 600-page Word document uh, that he updated daily, and he called it the Michigan Manifesto, by the way. If you're using Manifesto in a title. Yeah, that's, that's instant instant TSA check. Don't you're getting, do that. You're getting random. You're getting random at security. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as Big B mentioned, it kind of went to another level because, like, I, I think I think almost all teams try to steal signs, right, um, just with the way college football is. I think Matt, Matt Rule, is that, that's not his name, is it? Yeah. 
That rule? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said his name. I said Matt, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. Uh, but anyway, he came out and said, like, yeah, we wouldn't have this problem if we could use, like, uh, microphones and speakers in the head in the helmets. Yeah, like, if, right. if we could use that, like, this wouldn't be a problem at all. And I think Keem makes an incredibly good point. They can use technology on the sidelines in the NFL. They can use it in high school. Can't use it in college. That doesn't that seems archaic almost. But yeah. they wouldn't have that problem. I think all teams try to steal signs. I just think that the, the I think it's more funny than anything. Like I think it's hilarious. Um, it just shows like college football is just the best sport ever. Uh, just in terms of just like everything that goes on with college football and around college football. Like the Cure Bowl is now the avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw this, and it's going to be played not in Mexico but Orlando, Florida. So close enough. Because um, there's yeah. no Orlando, there's no avocados in Florida. I'm assuming, right? It's must not be. Must not be even in Texas. I mean, you could change the avocados from Mexico, Utah, El Paso Sun Bowl. Right. You go to you. You play like UTEP. You play in El Paso, and you could do the avocados from Mexico. I'm sure they play at Bold San Diego. They don't have a stadium anymore, though. You could play in Aztecs, where the Aztecs are the UC San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. College, 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 RIP, uh, good stadium. Uh, college football is just insane. Big B, I love like that story. That story is incredible. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I don't, I don't. Right, truthfully, I don't know if uh, if there will be one that tops it. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think to me the the biggest thing to me. Uh, will be uh, Achilles injuries today. You know, you got, you got um, who was it, Cousins? Cousins just went down. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers come. If, I mean, here's my thing. Could Aaron Rodgers come back this season? Is that what they're saying? Like, I mean, it'd be unheard of. It'd be, he'd be more freaky than, you know, T.O. or uh, who was uh, Oklahoma guy at Minnesota, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that 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 that's a crazy story to me to follow along Aaron Rodgers' rehab, you know, just because yeah. um that or you look at Belichick. I look at Belichick, you know, what's what are they gonna do with Belichick, right? I mean, are you gonna give him another chance for another quarterback? I mean, you fire this guy who did so much for you? Do you, do you say, Hey, what do you think? You know, what do you want to do? You know, what's your call? You can't ride with Mac Jones that much. I mean, he's showing what he can do, cannot do. So I think yeah, I, I go with Belichick. I go what what the story mm-hmm. means. The most interesting is Belichick is the end of an era. You know, I'm like, I don't think the game passed him by, but I just don't think he's got a good system anymore. And I don't think he's got his quarterback that he likes that that can you know help him out that he can you know play jazz with, as they say. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's very that's true. true. I like that, Nick, because it it's not that the that the game has passed him by. It's not that the system has passed, or it's the system isn't working because he doesn't have a quarterback. If he had a quarterback, it would be fine. But because he doesn't, that's the reason that it's not working. Yeah. I like Big that. B. Big B took mine. I was going to say Michigan, but I got the opportunity to talk about the Michigan cheating scandal. So that that's I just wanted to create the own my own platform to talk about the Michigan cheating scandals basically uh what it was. But uh, uh who wants to go next? Nick, you go. Uh, ahead. All right, cool. Um, you know, with it with it being the Rangers, um, you know, I grew up in Grapevine, mm-hmm. and you know, World Series coming to an end, and it's always bugged me that uh, baseball playoffs are like three weeks, yeah. and NBA playoffs last for six months, like right. So it's always it's like, first of all, let's change that. <laughs> but to me, um, I'm inspired. You know, it's 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 not even October anymore; it's November, but it's baseball playoff season. 
Uh, what's your guys' favorite baseball moment? Mm. You know, like, you know, they have to be like a championship, but like, because and, and I, I can I can go with mine first yeah. to give you more time. But I remember as a kid, I was in Canada. I've been spending there this summers up in Canada. My parents are divorced. And it was like TSN was like the ESPN up there. It was like bootleg ESPN. And it was like, you know, eight o'clock at night and the sports center of TSN is coming on and the Rangers are playing the White Sox and Nolan Ryan's pitching and Nolan Ryan, you know, hits Robin Ventura and uh, all mature, like, uh, you know, walks to take his base. He says, wait a minute, I'm going to beat this old man up. And I remember him charging, him, him taking a charge. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Nolan Ryan's about to get beat up. And Nolan Ryan grabbed him and it put him in a headlock and just started feeding him. Like <laughs> absolutely feeding him just nuts. Yes. And I was like, whoa. And that to me was like like the baseball moment that sticks out in my life that I'm like, damn, like baseball, like players can, can go pretty tough sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was I, I remember that just like it was yesterday. And it looked like Robin Ventura when he ran out there, when he got about halfway, it looked like he's like, you know what? What am he's I doing? Be. Yeah, this guy, and that was the thing. Nola Ryan was a big man. Yeah. And I think once he got about halfway out there, I don't think he realized how big <laughs> he was. And he came off that mound and gave him the business. <laughs> just the business. The absolute business. Yeah. So that that was yeah. Just a, he was, he did regret it. And he, I think part of it was like, I don't want to be at this old man. Like, this is not, I don't want to. And then it made it worse because it got beat up by an old man. <laughs> it's a no win situation. No win situation. It is a no win situation. He didn't realize that. And that's what he's like, what am I doing? He's committed though. He's spot committed. He halfway out there. You can't turn around. Should have brought the bat though. Mm-hmm. Mine is 1993 World Series, the. Joe Carter home run to win it. Oh, we were all hanging out. I, I know this is way before your time, Tucker, but we I was a senior in high school, and we were hanging out at a party. And it's not many times at a high school party that people are watching the end of the World Series. Well, everybody was watching the end of this, and he hit that home run, and the whole house erupted. I thought it, it was going to cave in. That was crazy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that that's one of my bad. I didn't even like I had nothing invested. Not a Toronto fan, not a Phillies fan. I mean, but it was just a great baseball moment for me. I mean, I could go back to my Mets back when they won the World Series, but you know, this I think this was just a bigger moment. Guy wins the World Series by hitting a home run, a walk off. That's the first one that I can remember. I know, I think it's happened since then. Um, maybe, but that's not. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think that was to actually win the World Series. That was to win Game One of the World Series. Yeah, game One. Uh, yeah, Gibson. it wasn't a World Series. Yeah, yeah, this one ended the World Series, and I just thought it was absolutely incredible. Still do to this day. Incredible. So mine, I don't think is a. It's it's not a champion. It's a playoff moment. It's it's when Salvador Perez hit that the the grounder after on the wild card game against the um against Athletics. the A's. Yeah. Uh, down the third baseline, pulled a pulled an outside pitch that should not have been pulled, and put it right back down the line, and uh, yeah, gave the gave the Royals a first playoff win in thirty some years, I think maybe it was just thirty on the dot, but uh, that whole run was pretty magical uh, for the Royals. They didn't end up winning the World Series, obviously, that year, uh, but sweeping their way into the 
um, into the World Series, beating uh, Mike Trout in his only playoff series ever against the Kansas City Royals. Mm. Uh, think about that. When he lost three straight games to the Royals, um, would have been best of five. No, it was best of was a best of three series then. Yeah, baseball's weird. Baseball's been losing out a lot of money with the best of three stuff, best of five stuff. That was they've they they got changed. It, yeah, it would go way too long if they didn't. That's true. They've changed the playoff format too because I think it's I think the wild card round is now two out of three. Uh, you got to win two out of three. Then I think it's a best of five in the divisional, and then I think it's best of seven championship, best of seven World Series. Yeah. Um, and they don't do that in the NBA. It is best of seven all the way there. I think the wild card is a little bit. I think the wild card they they've done this like play in tournament. And now they're doing like the NBA specifically is doing a midseason tournament with a play-in tournament for the playoffs. They're trying to make so much more money uh, than they already are. But I tell you what, if the Orlando Magic win that win that midseason tournament, I'll be the first person in line to buy a shirt. I tell you what, I'll. I'll be- <laughs> it's a nice logo. It's a solid logo for sure. Uh, you know what's also crazy about the Athletics game? Weren't they down like seven to two, and like the middle the middle of that game? Because we yeah. were at that game, and they got down like seven to two. And like the fifth or sixth, and people just flat out left. Yeah. And for them to come back, tie it, and then Salvi up, and then he he hit that right down the third baseline. That was a pretty. It was funny because we actually got tickets for that, like um, with the World Series. So I, a, a buddy of mine was a chief season ticket holder, and he goes, "Here you go." And it's literally you get like all like the tickets for the whole the whole playoff series. Yeah. And like he, you can have them because you know my wife loves the the Royals, thinking you know they're not going to make it. And then they win, and then the next they win. It's the Orioles, maybe right? Was that the next? I don't know who they. It was Angels then Orioles? Yeah. Watch the Angels, and then they beat the Angels. The guy was like, "Oh, hey, I need those back." Like, totally not willing. Yeah, no, I get back. He gave it to me for free. So I'm like, whatever, you got back. He's like, yeah. he was just, I was letting you borrow. Oh, okay, buddy. Yeah. Oh. That's funny. Big B, you want to take us home? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now this doesn't have anything to do with sports. Good. Uh, I'm trying to keep Perfect. on the uh, the happy train here, but in honor of tomorrow, since tomorrow is one of the greatest days that God has created, he, he men were born on November second. You know, in 1975, a man was born. Um, so in honor of that, what your birthday? It, it would be. It would be. It would be. Happy <laughs> birthday tomorrow. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. But in honor of that, as an adult or a kid, what is the best gift on your birthday that you receive? I can tell you, I'll start it off to make it easy. I can remember everything. I was 11 years old. I got a BMX freestyle uh, bike that it had everything. It was that had the mags on it in the front. It was, it had the pads on the front and it was, it was better than a Huffy. It was a BMX freestyle. It was silver and with the blue pads and everybody in my neighborhood, it seemed like we all got one at the same time. I remember it and I got it. My dad put that thing together. That was, I mean, you couldn't tell me anything when I got that at 11 years old, I was the man. That's clean. Man, oh, yeah. Did you have the number plate? Did you get the number plate too, or just had like the bash guards, like on? Just like had the, the bash guards. Just those had were the cool. Bash guards. Those were so cool. Tucker, I don't think you know what that is, do you? I so don't. Ba- bash guards are. You can look at old BMX bikes from the eighties, 
and mm-hmm. you know you got the handlebar, and then usually handlebars like chrome and in, in the on the top part, but you could have this little pad thingy. Yep, and it have like a symbol on it, and then they have a pad guard on the the uh, the femur of the bike on the frame, correct, uh, in between the seat and the um and the, the head post, and yep. so this, and it looked really cool, man. And yep. what kind of mags were they like? White mags? No, they were black because it was silver, and not, it was silver, and I had blue pads, but the writing on the blue pads were black, and so the mags of the yeah they were black. It was so clean. I was like. You know what? Because everybody else got like, I remember when pink was in and people yeah. would get the pink ones with the white mags. Well, mine, I went the, my dad went the other way with it. And he was just like, look, you're going to be different. And I said, absolutely, dad. I yeah. love this thing. And it was yeah. so great that I kept it a year and got a twin the next year and never wrote it again. <laughs> <laughs> got a twin 10 speed the next year and I never wrote that thing again. You know, um, I don't have a favorite like, uh, like birthday gift uh i was grateful that that i was a mid-march person so i would always in call it was great because i'd always get money for spring break so it's like the most perfect time to, to have a birthday is you get all this money from my family and you go to spring break with that money and it's perfect um but i'd say you know favorite christmas gift i could remember by far my 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 buddies uh or my cousin's buddy dressed up as santa claus and delivered my sister and i Remember in the early '90s, Big B, Tucker. I know you were not even a thought yet. That that they had these scooters you could ride, and they had like yes. a BMW handlebar, but you would stand up, and they were like bigger scooters. They have the big tire, but like the bigger tires. And yep. we got those scooters, and they were like lime green and pink. My sister, nice. I was like so geek. I didn't even know I wanted them, but I got it, and I was like these these scooters awesome. Like I'm yes. next. Yeah, I remember. I remember those days of the scooter. It seemed like everybody got one too. My mom wouldn't yeah. let me because she said, "Oh, they they go too fast." And I'm like, "No, they don't." Have you seen me ride a bike? Right? Yeah. You're filming the where I'm just cruising. <laughs> those are the yeah. best gifts too. That like you don't know that you want it, and then you got it. And you're like, "Holy cow!" Like this is yeah. like, exactly like I wanted this, and I didn't know I wanted it. Those are great. I'm a big like experience guy. Like I like to do things. Uh, so with my birthday is July one, so it's always right around the fourth of July. So we always get to do uh, go camping or, or when I was when I was a kid, especially we were going camping a lot. Uh, easy easy vacation to do. Just go outside and pitch a tent and you hang out there. Uh, but I, so this year actually, my parents brought me the uh, the fountain pass for the Royals. Um, nice. which was like a standing room only tickets. And listen, uh, the, 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 the Royals aren't packed out to standing room only very often. <laughs> so, uh, I would always just go and find a seat. It was fun. It was fun to just kind of have to, whenever I felt like going out to a Royals game, I could go out there. Uh, already had a ticket. I could just go pay for parking and then, uh, just, just hang out. When I had the K didn't have to, didn't have to, you know, go stay for the whole game. Didn't feel like I had to get there early because I could just, you know, go to the one the next day um, type of deal. But that, that was a really cool experience. I like the feeling of, like, having season tickets to somewhere just to feel like you're a regular. Uh, that's always a that's always a cool feeling. But I'm a very experiential person. Like, if, if, I, if, I, buy, if I buy a gift, I like it to be an experience or um, especially uh, Tara and I, when we do things for our anniversary – it's a very experience experience based, um, but uh, that's what I like when it comes to to gifts like that. Material things, I, I've t- ADHD, I've had too much ADHD to to really focus on like 
material things. I play Xbox for like 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this now. Um, but I, I do still have some of that. And I can remember every Christmas, Nick, as you mentioned, uh, Christmas gifts. Every Christmas I would get like the 2K when I was like, uh, when I, like from middle school all the way up and through like high school. Like I would always get the newest edition of 2K. Um, uh, and I would love to play it, obviously. A little late in the scene, the 2K season, right, uh, as it comes out. That's when you, get, you just get the price knocked down a little bit from like $60 down to like 35 ish uh, And that's how I could always convince my my mom or my grandma or whoever's like, hey, look, it's knocking the price down. Give me the new 2K. Um, but that's that's one of the things that I'll always remember, too. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's really yeah, it is. And that's basketball? 2K's basketball, right? Yeah, yeah, the basketball yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was more into like Zelda, like uh, Ocarina of Time. Like I was not a big, yeah. I, I liked NHL 93 on Sega Genesis. That was like, that was awesome. I think that was people awesome. still play it. I couldn't, I couldn't, listen, I couldn't tell you like a player, but I could tell you damn near everybody on the Blackhawks roster, or the, the San Jose Sharks roster from, from 1993, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just a fun game. I remember. Like you could look it up. Yeah. I used to play with the Red Wings. And I don't yep. think I knew anybody knew uh, Chelios and Steve Yeiserman. That's all the only people that I knew. But that, that game all. was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, NHL games are fun. I had an NHL game um, a few years back, and it's it's one of those ones that's just very fun to play. I think 2K now makes the NHL, so I mean, I think they make a lot of stuff. But uh, yeah, fellas, good episode this week. Felt good. Felt good off the hand. Felt good off uh, off the off the fingers there so as we roll into uh, week nine of the NFL season. Chiefs play 8.30 in the morning. I got to be up for this one. Listen, we had the conversation earlier, uh, maybe even a couple of weeks ago, about uh, overseas football. Oh, not looking forward to this 8.30 kickoff central time. Uh, Chase Daniel was on a, I was on a podcast earlier. He does the breakdown with us. And he was talking about six thirty kickoff time. Oh, buddy, uh, that is a that's a tough sell for me. But I'll I'll be up. I'll be watching the Chiefs take on the Dolphins and quite possibly one of the uh, one of the bigger games of the season so far for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, for Nick Lecky and Big B Brian Hanley, I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll be back with you next week. Join us live Wednesday at nine p.m. Every single Wednesday, we'll be live with you. Or just listen to us after the fact if you're doing that right now, too. We appreciate you as well. So, I'm Tucker Franklin. Thank you to our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur for sponsoring today's show. We'll talk to you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.